calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover. And you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Welcome to a difficult episode of Fireteam Chat. Joining me today is CJ Gibson. What's up? Sean Finnegan. Chomp, chomp. And James Duck. Chomp, chomp. And uh, the reason it's difficult is uh, we're going to be going over <laughs> Curse of Osiris and a lot of our concerns and disappointments with it today. We're going to start and tr- we're going to try to start on a positive note and talk ah. about some of the things that we liked, but there are some major concerns with this content and... I think we're all in agreement that there's some pretty major flaws and problems, mm. right? Yep. Yeah. So let's bring it up a little bit. Let's talk about some of the things that they liked. I'll start with one of the, the things that I actually enjoyed. Doug and you and I last night, we got to play the adventures. We got to play the heroic version of them. And it was kind of nice to see that they were randomized. They were – I don't want to quite compare them to strikes, but they've definitely improved the adventure system a little bit here. And I was very happy to see that. Because yeah. that is an ask we had from Vanilla. There is a very surface level amount of procedural generation happening. And it's not even procedural. It's uh, handcrafted stuff that is being piece by piece selected, which I think is a good thing. But we'll get into why it's uh, a flawed system and a, a really good example of what they could have done as opposed to what they actually did do. Um, and at the end of the day, when, when you're getting to the end uh, I know we're trying to keep it positive. Oh, man. Here yeah. we go already. Um, and, and this is in your opinion. And my, I actually sure. like that. I like that there were a few different permutations. Not many. There's three. There's, so a total of six. Well, there's – yeah, three. Yeah. And then you can either get that in the past or the future. So that's a total of six permutations that you work your way towards at the very end of that adventure. But yeah. – uh, the heroic versions are challenging, yeah. which is is something I was not expecting. So I was I was also happy with that. Okay, and uh, we still haven't played Raid Layers. It's going to be releasing on Friday, yes. so we'll be playing Raid Layers in the morning. We're recording on Thursday because a lot of us <coughs> are at PSX. We're up for the game show, yeah. but uh, you can actually check out CJ YouTube.com/slash Fireteam Chat. We're pretty hopeful about these. Hopefully they run really well. Yeah, I mean to me that that's the big takeaway from this is that it, this you know one. this one. Yeah, I mean it does feel a little bit disappointing. And as a guy who played through the campaign with you on stream, I mean I think the overwhelming sensation every time I came to a moment that looked beautiful again because that's yeah. never the issue. Skyboxes are amazing. Again, <laughs> the the locations look stunning. They look they do visually impressive. They're unreal to the point of which 
That's the issue. You wait for this thing when you see these massive open worlds and you're like, oh, man, I can't wait for this final boss that I – Oh, nuked with Merciless in three seconds. And, yeah. I, and it, it was a little bit disappointing. Though. So your positive point, <laughs> trying to keep it positive for the intro at least. Yes. But there are people out there that enjoy it. Uh, there's people uh, here that's kind of like Josh Mobley really like yes. it. Yes. Most of us did not. But um, It's not that I didn't yeah. like it. I will say I was just underwhelmed by it. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the boss, the final boss mechanic without going into um, oh, too much detail because I don't want to give away a lot of spoilers – I thought the mechanic was really cool and kind of neat, but then Duggan shot it once with a bullet. So that no, was, it's not it's not great. Well, so yeah. that's the thing, and then it's like so some people shot it with a rocket. We were doing tons of damage. I was like, is this a DPS phase? And yeah. <clears throat> no, it's not. You just shoot him once. It's actually something that not just Bungie has difficulty with. Even some very good uh, mechanical boss designers at places like Blizzard. Um, Surprise. Uh, they have they have difficulty adapting that for the casual player. When you play through the campaign the first right. time and you get to a boss and they're like, okay, let me try introducing one or two mechanics. Mm. A lot of the times I may not hit and it took a very long time for like the lower end content to be interesting or engaging or even give like an inkling of what it evolves to by the time you get to raids and right. like, the – the uh, absolute brilliance going into that design, which I think is – we can all agree is good in Destiny. Yeah. 100%. And that's the challenge. Once you've played the raids and you go to, I think, largely which we'd say that campaign should be almost done as a single-player experience. Like when we did it with me, you, and Illegal Knot, like I actually found that everything was just way too easy. And I was waiting which for that counted? challenge. Mo- like any yeah. of them yeah. like anything in the campaign it was just like <clears throat> i am like i'm there's a new light level and yet my guardian is set to melt yeah <laughs> and there's no progression there it was mm-hmm. really odd yeah, yeah you don't progress at all through the normal story and like in the past they've allowed you to crank up the difficulty i remember yeah. house of wolves playing through with jose we just bumped it up to the hard one because we were at max light that option's absent strangely yes. So, so, Sean, do you have anything positive to say? I think we're I mean, going to go right gosh, into gosh, it. it's so hard to like actually scour my brain to think of it. Uh, no, I think you probably already touched on it, which is like I found the uh, like the design of the infinite forest and the uh, sort of like the towers and sort of the, the places that you're exploring and, and it, engaging it does look with. Very pretty. Yeah, that's all really, really cool. And it, in, it, it makes you want to kind of explore these worlds and take your time with them. Yep. But everything's so easy that I found myself doing what you did during the stream, which is like I just skip past all the red bars and skirt by them and which, then get to the end. to be fair, is a lot harder to do. In Heroic, you get presented yeah. with more <coughs> you act. You actually totally. have to engage in those encounters often, which is a good thing. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, overall, like I'm kind of with CJ. Is like I'm very – I'm underwhelmed, man, and it's 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 kind of a bummer because I feel like – I don't know. It's 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 one thing when your expectations are uh, low, and then something doesn't meet the expectations because you're not that bummed out, right? But I expect a lot from Bungie. I want the game to be good, and I'm yes. a huge Destiny fan, so I hope that it's good. And then when it's not, I get really sort of a. Uh, it's a letdown. Yeah, yeah, very. I'm very let down. I'm you very want to like it, and it comes out, and it's just not good. Yeah, you know, I still think I still believe that Core Destiny has a lot of stuff going for it. Fantastic sound design. Yes, uh, you know, it had a cohesive story. I won't say it's the best story ever, but it's definitely a step up from the original. Uh, you know, the progression system was was pretty fun as you were climbing that. But those of us at the end game are upset because Curse of Osiris is not that good. I yeah. this is this is my first DLC experience with Destiny yeah. as a whole. Uh, I think is important to remember. And there are a lot of fundamental RPG questions that are being exposed and brought up by this. Like, why are levels even a thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. know, why do I have light levels when uh, I was at 305 and now I stand to get to 335, which is great. 
Um, and I understand how even though everything that I interact with is going to scale to the level I'm at, so it'll never really feel like I'm overpowered, I do understand that some content necessitates that I be a certain level, which is cool. But then you have these other levels, 20 to 25. Yeah. And that really boggled my mind as to why that was it's even like I in hit the game. 25 and I'm just like, okay, why does that matter? Why did, why did <gasps> hitting 21 so you can matter? get those illuminated yeah. engrams, like they're, they're, Some of that. So getting through the, the levels are important because that is blocking story missions. So they want mm-hmm. you to go explore. It's an incentive to explore. Makes sense. Yep. For the DLC, getting from 20 to 25 serves no mechanical purpose. Yep. Um, Except you don't get any kind of like, skill points. You don't you know get any kind of stats. Yeah, uh, which yeah. can we talk about that? How much? How, so There's much like of hundred new items, and they're all in the Eververse. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. And and that's stuff that you know we talk about a lack of incentives. And I remember when I initially brought it up on the show, I got a little bit of pushback, like, "Oh, you want like ghosts from X, Y, and Z?" It's like, yeah, you know, when I play, I totally do X content in this game. I'm looking for a mount. I'm looking for mm-hmm. yeah, or like how many times in Taken King did you guys do the raid so you could get that raid ship? Exactly, yep, right? Yeah. Like yeah, that Never ship. That ship is purely from cosmetic. Rack. Gotcha. Yeah. That so, ship is purely cosmetic. It doesn't imp- impact gameplay at all, but it's proof of something that you achieved in the yes. game. And it, to to that point, we need to really see like if we are being charged conventionally sixty dollars for the initial release, twenty dollars per DLC, forty for the larger ones. Really. It needs to be explained to me in the game's design and and the amount of content it has why a supplemental microtransaction system is what needs to be there. It shouldn't be there. Yeah. It does not belong in a game like Destiny 2 where I'm paying $60 and then I'm paying incrementally for the DLC. If there was a free-to-play option, okay, fine. But uh, my, like microtransaction systems a lot of the times are, hey, it's the lesser of two evils. It's not in this instance. It's just an added-on thing to nickel and dime you but more importantly it's preventing incentives from infiltrating other areas of the game yeah uh and ultimately those rewards it's okay that like a ship or a sparrow is only from bright engrams i'm fine with that but all ships and all sparrows and and an armor set yeah that's insane yeah that that's too much you're taking an entire category of loot away from me so you can make more right on microtransactions yeah. Yeah. like so, read, so, read the re- room you know yeah. real quick though but even thinking about destiny one i mean that was i think some of the other issues is eververse was not a thing persistent in the it was removed from the destiny. game it was removed from the game and then added as somebody to sell you stuff and i, I really had a problem with that yeah. talking you can reference past episodes yeah. uh the other thing that i have a problem with and the way they handled it was what happened with prestige raids and what happened with Prestige Nightfall, the mm-hmm. fact that Being that locked was out, yeah. locked out by <clears throat> the Curse of Osiris content, yep. that's simply not an acceptable question. Yeah, it's not system. acceptable. Yep. How is it difficult? Explain to me. Just add that middle option so that those people who bought the base copy of Destiny 2 can still get the 305 or, yeah, three five. I think right it now. may be a thing about giving p- people too many choices and it might be confusing X, Y, Z. But ultimately, like, no, that's what you set yourself not, up for. But it's, it's just not, content. Like, this isn't okay. Or, and, or they literally can't just get scale all, it. They literally can't get all the achievements in the game. Sure. They're locked but, out of them. Right? Like, Unless also, they buy stuff. Like, no, think about okay. any time. It's like a rule of the internet that, like, fans are will be angry when you're charging something, when you're charging them for something that they previously got for free. Or when you take it away. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, they had gave, already played the raids. They'd already been doing stuff. Yeah. Sorry, Sean. Yeah, but they've been, they had already been doing prestige raids in, before the DLC came out. And then now that the DLC's out, and you have a choice whether or not you want to buy it, determine like determine whether or not it's valuable to you. 
But part of the value is that they took away something from you that yeah. you already paid for. That mm, and I'm sorry, terrible way to experience that. of a developer to making these kinds of mistakes at the frequency uh, and severity that they are making. We'll talk about Prometheus Lens in a minute, but uh, the the <laughs> yeah, that's a bug. The flaws, bug, yeah. and it's so. riddled with bugs. Hey, the one public event in the one new zone that is the size of Trossland in the EDZ that is the new explorable area. The one public event I ran last night, and every single time I went through a man cannon, it shot me into a wall. And That's died. right. Yep. So, like, so hey, test your content. This is the, I, I think what ultimately we are seeing, and this is I feel probably what happened with Destiny Two Vanilla is there is this insane AAA production schedule that needs to be adhered to, yes. and part of that is this game has to look fantastic. It's got to feel great. All the stuff that we expect from a Mudge game, and that's a really hard bar to hit. So then when you think about bugs, the player experience, mm. disabling a dance so you can't glitch into a wall, balancing weapons, playing a single game of Crucible Story, with Prometheus yeah. Lens, development, yeah. they, good progression, writing, they, anything, yeah. microtransactions, there's no time for that. And this is a symptom not just of Destiny 2, but of the larger... Uh, I'm doing a top 10 list about the, the best post-launch supports, and there's two kinds of AAA games. Halo there are there? ones that want to be... Actually, it's not. Maybe it should be. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's one... There, there's a type that comes out and wants to be this game that's going to live forever like League of Legends and but they just can't do it because they don't understand what that is and then there are the Rainbow Six Sieges of the world that are able to accomplish that and overcome that and understand we have to take our time we have to listen to people we have to think before we act and, and that's not what we're seeing with Destiny 2. And that's really I, I think they do think before they act, but they did confirm in a roundtable interview that this was this definitely field rush to me they did full fail full-scale production when they launched Destiny 2. So the fact that they had that short of a window to make this content, it yeah. really, really shows in the final product. CJ, I haven't heard much from you. No. Uh, what, what are your main issues with it? I mean, I got some notes on my phone. I think the biggest thing is that, yeah, it's just... I was hoping for more and better, and I think that's the thing. Like, I'm I'm a guy who, you know, I, I don't talk, like, a lot of hate. I'm not going to be yeah. that guy who, like... I'm usually a half-glass-full kind of guy, but... I sympathize with a lot of people who feel like you've been playing this game for two or three years, you wanted something more, and there's just not the more that you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I, I was – yeah, I know exactly what you're right? saying. And like you're talking about the public space and the size <clears throat> of it. Yeah. Uh, I was really excited to explore this space. But uh, I had known that it was the little interior thing. And when they did their stream, they made it look like Infinite Forest was part of it. It sort of is if you activate the adventures. But right. no, but only it's literally, when you do it's literally just the Trossland space. It is, it is right. one space. It is one new public and event. Ghost. And it is one lost sector. No, like, come on. And your ghost even says it like, wow, this place is huge. When we're not, like, when the world isn't ending, can we come back? Yeah. yeah. No, you cannot come back. Yeah. Uh, and literally, the next DLC, just... we'll never, we have no reason to go there unless they're somehow tied together. Right. It's and, just like, the public event, like, was really cool. Like, I don't want to understate it. Like, once I did it and, and activated the heroic version of it, I was like, oh, this is actually kind of yeah. cool. And but, after you died 14 times on the man camp. But that's right. Yeah. And you had yeah. to, like, jump back. But even then, you're like, <laughs> okay. And again, I, <laughs> I got two blues in it, and like, it's okay. Yeah, that's, that's another. I mean, comment. we talk a lot. A lot of the things we've been bringing up are endemic issues to Destiny Two, and not just the expansion. But I think that's part of my criticism about the expansion is that I tweeted about it earlier. But it's so painfully pedestrian. Yeah, like when you when Bungie comes out with the game, or when Bungie does something, you expect it to be awesome because they're Bungie. Like, yeah. there's nothing awesome about this. Like. Osiris isn't awesome. The story does not do him justice. What you do in the campaign 
someone, please tell me what I did in the campaign because I don't remember. Like, yeah. I know that there's this cutscene at the beginning. Simulation, bro. Yeah. yeah. There's a cutscene at the beginning where Osiris looks into uh, the infinite forest and he sees some crazy, scary thing and then disappears in there. And I'm like, wow, I'm going to get to unravel what he saw and be like this part of undoing <laughs> yeah. it. And all I know is that I jumped in there and killed some big sort of machine dude and that's that. And you like, also killed you also killed some fallen. You also killed some cabal. You also like it's just yeah. it's just this huge missed opportunity. Like it sucks to sit here on the other side of uh you know, of the game is not a developer and say, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do X, Y, Z? Cause all of those things seem cooler to me. Like, I don't think that that's a position they that even, anyone should be in. They yeah. even tease you with Vault of Glass in the beginning cutscene. They play that familiar music. I, I thought they, we were going back there. Yeah. I really did. I, I remember at the beginning of the stream, I'm like, yeah. Uh, I know. I, and I said I'll it to you. See. I said it to you a couple times. I was like, just even I was thinking like, okay, we're going to all of a sudden like teleport and just be in the Templar opening for a second. Mm-hmm. Even even if it was just going to be for like two minutes. And again, I don't want to like say, okay, I wish they'd have rehashed old content. Not that. This would have justified some of those moments. Mm-hmm. Just but just really think quickly. about like how cool it would have been if something that Osiris saw in that simulation had to do with Vault of Destiny Glass. Destiny 1. And you're down there exactly. for like 0.5 seconds. Yes. Instead, you kind of go in there. You do your thing. It's not all that interesting. Osiris shows up, and despite all of the lore and all the storytelling about him being like this renegade guardian, he like messed the, up the tower. There were yeah, like like a, the, a whole renegade faction that like went the with Zavala those. before Zavala, yeah. like mm-hmm. this like kind of yeah this renegade maverick dude and then he shows up and he's like you're a great guardian see you later (laughs) and like he shows up 0.5 seconds at the very end it was like a full house episode where all of a sudden like you know I was waiting for the music to cue All right, guys take care don't do drugs like you know I knew him I knew his ghost like all the guardians they won't even speak his name and I was like oh man there's some going down here yeah. like something went down between all these people and yeah. like could you not swear <laughs> sorry <laughs> I mean, that's more harder, <laughs> but just like yeah. i don't know it 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 does all this it's something that i hate about games it's posturing right yeah. like it pretends to do something it it sets the stage like it's gonna do something mm-hmm. and then it doesn't and yeah. that also is the worst the epitome of convoluted yeah oh yeah, my goodness yes. but i don't even the, it's so, rough dude in terms of missed opportunity i think the biggest thing here from a design and mechanical standpoint, something that could potentially alleviate a lot of the a lot of what we're feeling overall is the infinite forest. And that was the biggest disappointment for me to see how what a misnomer, barely right? yeah. they went into that. They infinite. barely scratched sure. the surface. <laughs> yeah. Um number one, the infinite forest is not the adventure that you get yourself to, that is the six permutations of three missions, which aren't bad missions. That's not the problem here. The problem is yeah. when I heard Infinite Forest, I think Greater Rift, I think yeah. Roguelike, yeah. I think. Yeah. So much they could do. And let me just talk you through a little bit of what I think they could have done on a very surface level to make it an interesting experience. Not even talking about incentives, not talking about progression. We've beaten that horse to death. Let's talk about the <laughs> mechanical design of the Infinite Forest. Right now, you get a platform. You get an enemy on the platform. You either run past the platform if the gate is white or you kill one of the the orange ammo-bearing One guys. One to three. Yeah. yeah. And then you continue the on to the next platform, and you do that six or seven times, and then you get to your mission. So right now, it's actually just a barrier more than anything else, and it's yeah. um, it not It adds artificial longevity is what it yep. is. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not in and of itself a bad thing. Like, look at Greater Rifts in Diablo. Uh, and I don't even think Greater Rifts are a great example of procedural generation. So imagine mm-hmm. if there was... Um, a combat tile, and when a combat tile spawns, you can get a difficulty from 1 to 10. Um, and based upon that difficulty, you get 
different other branching permutations. So if you beat a 10 combat tile difficulty on the first tile, maybe the next one spawns a mini boss that could then spawn a puzzle room. And then there could be a trap room, a cool weapon. Yeah, right. right. And and that would give you incentive to go back in to be like, man, I just cannot get into the labyrinth part, which there is kind of a little labyrinth thing in one of the missions, but that's neither here nor there. But there could have been trap rooms. There could have been puzzle tiles. There could have been mini bosses. There could have been challenge tiles where it's like platforming tiles. Hit hit this button when you're ready to do the next tile. You have 30 seconds to run around and melee all for these scions go and the platforms are going nuts i understand that's a lot more development cost but this is what i'm looking for in terms of destiny 2 my biggest problem with destiny 2 right now it is not it's not innovating it is working in a deficit to try and scramble to get to people where think the game should be not just in terms of its first dlc but its initial launch state all the stuff that we've had that you guys had in destiny one is not yeah. there in destiny two and now we're well, working a lot of the armor and weapons are to yeah. try and just Ooh. do something interesting <laughs> Ouch. man like i hate to keep bringing it up but like in vanilla world of warcraft you spent all this time on the ground running around on your horse and when your mount or on your feet and then all of a sudden when burning crusade comes out the very first mission you jump into a siege tank for the first time ever and you're shooting like dragons out of the sky and stuff and you're like flying around and like bombing mm-hmm. stuff and I was like oh my god this is something I've never seen or done before in this yeah. game before and they did that every expansion for how long has the game been out now since 2004 13 years yeah 13 years they've been doing this <laughs> like we're within 2 months of destiny 2 and already everyone's like bored Done like that yeah. like that's the problem is like you can't i mean you but- can they did Call something the infinite forest and then have it not be infinite yeah, or not yeah, even yeah. be like varied at all. There uh, is it, one interesting thing though. In, in my review impressions, I'll, well, okay, go ahead first. It's Prometheus Lens. That is the one. <laughs> the <laughs> oh, wait, we'll thing. talk about that. That's a PvP conversation. Yeah, that is one yes. thing we haven't That's seen. That's a design yeah. conversation. We'll, we'll talk well. about that. In a a weapon people want because it's powerful. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> yeah, 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 imagine because it's that. it's broken though. Um, so it is broken. Let's talk about Prometheus Lens okay, a little sure. bit. So yeah, it's broken. It doesn't really work in PvP. No, it works amazing yeah, in PvP. Works that is the exact not as intended. Too well. Doesn't matter. you had it? Yes. A desirable weapon for the wrong reasons, mm. but maybe that tells them something about what they're doing wrong. Yep, that nothing else is exciting. You tweeted that out, and I remember thinking to myself, like, doesn't this? Isn't that amazing? Like, that's almost the time to kill that I expect from a weapon like that. The problem is nothing can rival it, and mm-hmm. that's I think the issue. But um, yeah, it's, it's, just, it's obviously bug right now. It's crazy because like other than that, which is uh, yeah, obviously broken bugs, right? What are what other exotics have been desirable? Right? It's not. just Mita multi tool. Which guess what? That for was PvP, a D one weapon. I, I like Worklift Coil a lot for PVE. I like. I'm talking about for PvP. Merciless. Yeah. There, yeah. There's some, they yeah. do some really cool stuff in the PvE space with making you feel like you have a power fantasy when you have yes. power ammo. But to CJ's point, like I think the, the PvP suffers the consequences of all of the interesting weapons that aren't just shooting a single projectile at, at varying uh, fire rates. Yeah. So shotguns, snipers, all of the stuff that is interesting and yeah. that lends a lot of versatility to a game like yeah. uh, Call of Duty is now relegated to the power ammo slot, which you... Yeah. And, and the perk, there needs to be some kind of perk node or tree that is like custom for PVE. And a lot of them weapons last time did that, like Vault of Glass, Atheon Epilogue, take down oracles faster, mm-hmm. do this better, receive That's, more of a bonus <clears throat> damage buff if you have this. And then the exotics can serve both purposes because it's not relative. That's something that I, I mean, I've said it so many times, but I really wish that they doubled down on more in-depth class mechanics and yeah. abilities because right now, I don't know, when was the last time you changed any of your builds? 
I just changed rarely. between Rally Barricade and Towering Barricade. Right? See, yeah, even it. that I think is dumb because Rally Barricade is dumb. But like, <laughs> well, the reloading <laughs> the side for not, PVE, yeah. it's not. It's really good. But even then, it's just like there's not enough depth. They had the opportunity when going from Destiny One to Destiny Two to make the class like to just to add depth to a lot of their uh, uh, talent trees, and instead, like. No one really ever changes those. Mm-hmm. Like they grouped the tiles together so that you can mm-hmm. select one sort of pathway or the other. There's no customization in those. It's just they remove. They put a lot of it on autopilot. They streamlined a lot of it. it just feels like, and that was from done the very beginning. Like it was done intentionally. Yeah, no, and that's what I mean. Is like at the very beginning they could have gone one of two ways, and it unfortunately looks like they went the one way that doesn't seem to be panning out for anything. The DLC mm-hmm. including, which is that it's all just very. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think I think Bungie needs to take a long, hard look at the state of Destiny right now. They definitely hear us loud and clear. Yeah, <clears throat> they have to be feeling bad. Like, uh, yep. I do have to say thank you for all the work that you've put in. That's for sure. Too. You need to take a long, hard look at what is out right now because I believe it needs massive reworks in uh, just everything. Yep. The inventory system, mm-hmm. the reward system is bugged. The, the gameplay in PvP is not fun. Stale. People are asking for refunds on your DLC. Like, this isn't acceptable, and they have to be hearing the alarm bell. And I can't imagine Activision would not understand, given the fact that they work with Blizzard, that sometimes you need to let, you know, you need to let the product sit in the oven to, like, really develop and not just yeah. get it right out there as soon as you can. This, this when you get a cut, and an injury, and there's something wrong that you have to fix, and then you take a a mildewy band-aid and put it on. That makes it worse. That doesn't make it better. Just <laughs> yeah. the stops, fact that there's something covering the it. bleeding just for a little bit, just for maybe. one and a half hours until I beat the campaign. But uh, like it's it's worse because now as the consumer, let's say I'm not reading the Destiny Reddit every single day, and I'm just uh, playing pretty, the game. I have it open here. It's, there we go. <laughs> it's pretty uh, rough. Let's say I'm not doing that. Let's say I'm not up to date, and I think, well, you know, okay, they'll they'll improve. They launched in kind of a rocky state for the end game, but they'll improve. And this comes out, I'm like, ooh, they will not improve. Yeah. All right, I'm out. I'm out until the next big expansion, the Taken King. And by yeah. the way, can we talk about the fact that there are these little expansions and a large expansion, which, by the way, I, I, I had no idea there was this stratification. That, like, yeah. just make a big expansion that has these big sweeping changes. Take your time on it. Um, I would I would prefer that as opposed to these minuscule content drops. And if you are going to do these this size of content, it should be one thing. It should be the infinite forest. It's mm-hmm. a roguelike. Get in there. We have some rewards. We tried something crazy. And we're going to see how it works. Not let's in- try and cover every single base poorly. If you know. we look back to Dark Below, Dark Below was story missions and a raid. lot of a raid, yep. a full raid, and it was fun. I remember Alfredo staying here all night <clears> trying <throat> to beat it and then working on his time until he got it down to like something crazy, like 15 minutes he could run it in. Yeah. That was a fun time in Destiny. There were great weapons in there too. Yeah. There was the Black Hammer. Black but, hammer. but people yeah. were yeah. also too at a point, I still think that like, uh, the honeymoon phase, you know, th- the same criticisms though of Destiny One armor set to chase were in there the though. Sorry, CJ. No, it's okay. The same criticisms were there. Like, like I don't want to think about back to that thinking is all good because if mm-hmm. you look at it, it wasn't. No, but it, it became good after because it was what, much better than what we. But it improved like from expansion to expansion. Well, but, that's but, the thing. But all I'm saying is we seem to be going downhill here. But that's because Destiny One became something in our minds. <clears> at the time, there was no expectation of what was to come now there is like a super high bar of expectation and now it's like so now is it a super high bar though 
Is it? Is well, yeah, I mean, I mean honestly, I don't know that, that it is. That, that's going to make it into the second one. That's the challenge is. right now. Is that there's a lot of people I think, and again, we're we're talking from like very passionate fans. I mean, there are a few people around the office who are casually playing Destiny, and I they're I, loving it, and, and they do like it. So I I always kind of have to second guess myself and go, okay, is there other information that we don't have, where potentially there are a bunch of people who really really enjoy this and like the fact that the game is this easy. Like I don't like that it's this easy. Well, it, but, it's, it's not a question of is it easy or is it hard. It's a question of how far did it go with the content to be able to satiate a player like somebody who's a casual to a player like me. Like, mm-hmm. it, it's not a question of we made it tuned for this one audience or we made it tuned for this one audience. What you do is you tune it for the hardcore audience and turn the casual audience into the hardcore audience with a good progression that they can engage in at a, a low level or a high level or that's, whatever they want to do. That's the difference. It's it like is. Diablo, World of Warcraft, they do this exponentially well. Like, there are players who barely touch Diablo but have a great time for the 30 hours that they play. And sure. then there are players who play, like – years of that game and they're the same player at the end of it but that's the Mm -hmm. criticism i think right now that's happening in destiny but that is also looking back some of the main fundamental problems that people had with destiny one it's it was too hard it didn't tell me this the boss took forever to beat now to me like i like that stuff because it's an accomplishment when you do it which i think that's the reason why i kept destiny alive for so long this nobody feels the need to do it again because it's not challenging right it's so not challenging, not challenging. In, in any way right so like it's who's it for that is really the question right now yeah. i think that and it's been that question for a long time with destiny but like now we've gone from this kind of like middle of the road fairly difficult game i mean you think of a bunch of like you know bosses from destiny one like fogoth and you know sepix prime where i remember like i can hear the music in my head because i played those for 20 <laughs> dun, yeah. dun 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 yeah. dun but you died and you died <laughs> and you died and if you were not the right power level you went back with people who were or you got to the right power level mm-hmm. that's i died amazing. once in the campaign you know why my batteries ran out oh. <laughs> i fell off a ledge like i know and that's you crazy. don't it's There's no just, imminent threat in the campaign yeah, it's not it's just not Very. interesting like <laughs> killed myself with the word cliff that was my one day <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. happens. like i just you know i i don't I also understand where you're coming from with the second guessing yourself because yeah, as we sit, all of us who sit at this table are really hardcore players. And so you gotta under, we have to know on some level that like maybe the decisions that Destiny, that the Bungie team makes regarding Destiny aren't for us. Like they're trying to make it a yeah. more casual game so that they, they can. They have that state of the game saying that they, they want to cater towards the hobbyist more. I, yeah, but that's what I mean is like, what do you mean? Say that. They're you confirming the that. Yeah, the hobbyist is is what they call it. Right, the, but the yeah. person who's playing. Right, which is funny because As a we had lifestyle. This, yeah, no, we had this. Yeah, yeah. We had this last miscommunication <laughs> last week. Hobbyist to me means casual, but I guess they meant hardcore. Yeah. Sorry, they did say that they tried to cater to the hobbyist, but they wanted to let the hardcore know mm. that they are heard and they okay. are developing the tools for oh, wait, the end so game. Now I'm getting a different thing. The hobbyist is not tourist hardcore. is the, the the casual. Okay, whatever. Hobbyist hardcore. Why change the terms yeah, anyway? I mean. Point is like. The game is very, very successful amongst some level of player, right? Yes. And that player level probably isn't the hardcore because mm-hmm. everyone who's really hardcore into Destiny that I know is really unhappy with the game because they find it boring and easy and not innovative. And they don't find the systems and progression all that interesting. So you have to sit and think like, well, if that's the strategy that they want to go with, that's their prerogative to do so. But they have to be okay with – one, the hardcore audience being angry about this, or mm-hmm. two, like just make it a mobile game and go all in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Free to play, it's on your phone. 
<laughs> and that's what Destiny yeah, is. I, I still posit that you don't need to choose one or the other audience. I think if we all think about the most definitive uh, experiences in our gaming life, it's something that everybody, uh, regardless of, of where they landed on that scale, became invested in. When you think about the launch of Overwatch, all the different rungs of life and the different lifestyles that it attracted – to, to mm. turn them potentially into turn – yeah, granted, some people, like myself, I started out as a very hardcore player. Then I realized I didn't enjoy playing it in a competitive capacity, and I just wanted to, like, mess around with friends and casual. So I went from being a hardcore Overwatch player to a casual one. Meanwhile, um, uh, a bunch of folks out there, the syndication guys, Armando, started in a place where, like, oh, I'll, I'll check it out. They and now all they do day. is play. Yeah. So I, I refuse to believe that there there's That's a subsect different. of people who are getting enjoyment out of this remarkably shallow experience. You know what? It worked for World of Warcraft. You gave them challenging aspects. People figured it out. They built tool sets around it. That's what they were doing with Destiny 1. Destiny 1 still had a pretty active player base at the end of its life cycle 100%. when content had not come up for, mo- for months because PvP was good. What they decided to do? Dramatically change how stuff drops in the game. Dramatically change how PvP plays. It's like, I saw this, I think it was on Forbes. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Why are you fixing all these things that were not a problem? Yep. Fix the stuff that were problems. We were we were yep. talking about like PvP, and it's like, what would you have liked to fix from Destiny One's PvP? And Fran's not here. I mean, he joked like, "Oh, I don't want to get grenades. sniped in the face." It's like sticky grenades was pretty much the only thing that universally yeah. everybody mm-hmm. was like, and you even Sean were like, "Well, don't fix the damage. Yeah, don't fix, fix the damage. Fix the tracking. Fix the tracking of, of it. Yeah. Like, like and how it doesn't it make it doesn't make sense why they wouldn't. Yeah. So, so even look at like um you know again I've been following a lot of people on Reddit and looking at um you know. PvP players, and they're again, they're going like, you know, this game is not for me. And, and Lumi is a big guy in the PvP world. He's I, done. Yeah, like he's saying, you know, this game is clearly just not built for me. Hurtful. Like that's the pressing. Dude, it's like, true, man. Like he's such a good player. And when I you have saw more... that, when you saw that play at Guardian Con, like mm-hmm. I was there when he did that. He literally mm-hmm. was like defending point A, and he was shade stepping around, avoiding people, and like. He literally got a super back in about a minute something. Saw it, that. Yeah, and it was literally one of the best plays of all mm-hmm. time. That is not possible anymore in PvP, mm-hmm. and the excitement's gone. Yep. Why is the excitement gone? So here's the trade-off, Bungie. You don't want to make a game for us. We're going to leave. Yeah, that yep. that hurts. Yeah. Like, because I yeah. love the game. I really do love like what Destiny fundamentally is. But again, with PvP. Yeah, I'm having a hard time wanting to play it because You're, it is not as fun as the like, original. I, you're talking to a guy who play who has played Counter Strike since 1999, like mm-hmm. the same game. Yeah. Counter Strike gameplay hasn't changed, <laughs> yeah, exactly. ever. Yeah. It is the great white shark of video <laughs> games. So, all you have to do in order to entice a player like me is make the gameplay really, really good. And to Bungie's credit, it does feel really, really great Tactile, to run and jump feel. and shoot. Yes. The weapons feel good, like yeah. the movement, the abilities, all that feels good. So, double down on that. Balance it for hardcore players, for competitive players, and I guarantee you, you will have the glue to make a hardcore player base stay. But if you don't want to make the systems that make the hardcore base stay, you have to know that eventually they're going to fall off, and then you're going to be making a game for the casual market. And guess what? Mm-hmm. Making a game for the casual market and then accumulating them and then making a sequel and getting that same audience to come back is way harder the second time around. Ever heard of the Wii U? It tried to do that and (laughs) it did not work. So I think if they know that that's what they're going to do, then sure, man, like if if that's their business strategy, go all in. I don't really care. And you said this earlier and I agree with it that I think right now, and I remember saying this earlier on a a previous episode of Fireteam Chat is what they need right now more than anything is a competitor if 
for no other reason than to kick their butt into gear and to, to give them – it's like the preacher in Serenity or um, Firefly. I don't care what you believe, but believe in something. Like choose something. Choose yeah. PvP and give it dedicated servers. Serenity. Yeah. Choose raids and give us better RPG progression. Mm-hmm. Um, choose the Infinite Forest and actually make it an interesting play space. Do something to impress me. Just stop giving me mediocrity the bare yeah. all Just the time. Bare Everywhere minimum. I go, yeah. it's mediocre, which is unfortunate. The raids are, I mean, we haven't played the raid yet, so the raid, raid layer. layer. Yeah, but it, like, at this point, like, are, what are you really expecting? Like, so, that's so my the, thing. But so even if it's the great, door opens, why? 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 Okay. So I play that, that kind of content goes hand in hand with progression. Yes. I don't understand. Can somebody explain to me why I want different armor? Yeah. Anybody, comments. Tell me yeah. why do I want to. Why do you want it? I Other than that, you like armor, to collect. I'm not trying to brag. I could have any armor. Pretty. As long as I have the right stat allocation, I have three, six, eight. That's a great That's yeah. a great loadout that I like rolling with. Five, I have six, five. zero reason, unless it's exotic, <laughs> zero reason to not just infuse it into the armor I have. I can get any armor and infuse it. Yeah. So I don't when, – when you can't explain to me why I want an item in your new set, and also, by the way, like I'm getting legendary engrams and getting items from the old set – it's so convoluted, and um, it makes zero sense to me. It doesn't give me incentive to continue playing. It doesn't give me incentive to go to your raid content. And when I do go to your raid content, what am I really getting? I'm getting a chance at a <clears throat> random drop. You know, It took yeah, me yeah. forever to get Sins of the Past, and it, 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 like pick something. Go with it. <laughs> do your homework. Figure it out. You figured it out for the first game. Uh, I, as a PC player, this is a really cool experience. I love the RPG. Uh, aspect and I or love the shooting aspect and I love that the moment to moment gameplay is not boring in this kind of game the way yeah. it is in something like Eve Online. So I, I love that, but that I have no reason to now. To, I, I'm just comparing it to like a community driven. I can jump onto my friends and yeah. we can kind of progress because that's what Destiny is. Yeah. And I can be more powerful when I log off tomorrow than I am tonight. Uh, and it's a communal thing that is driving this community forward. But it, it needs to learn some fundamental lessons, and actually, Curse of Osiris more than anything else shows me that these lessons have not been learned, yeah. uh, or it has regressed for reasons that I can't explain, uh, and it's very disappointing. So, That's, uh, just final point here: we need to wrap it up. Uh, the only thing I want to say is that I feel, and I don't know if you guys feel the same way, I feel like Destiny in is is in a dire state right now, where there is no. It's the first time I don't want to play the game. Yeah, I don't have any incentive to play. Raid layers are coming out tomorrow. I'm going to play them once, and yeah. then what? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, why would I come back to the game? I can't. There's nothing for me. There's nothing. Yeah, for me I mean, left. all throughout, all throughout Destiny One, we did this show, and it was sometimes very difficult to come to the show and be like, "What are we going to talk about?" Mm-hmm. But we were all still playing because the gameplay and the PvP was good, so there yeah. was reasons to play. Now we're looking down <laughs> another month or two. When's the next DLC supposed to come out? Like Probably next year, March. Yeah, like a three four months away from now, potentially. Like, well, that's just quality of life stuff. We yeah, like, no, that, that's addressing some of the stuff like masterworks, masterworks being able yeah. to. <clears throat> Get specific items we got in the game, but I think at the end of the day, like you have fundamental problems with your. Yeah, is that three months of content? Like I don't see it. Yeah. I'm on your side. It's like I'm looking down. I'm looking down the roadmap and being like, how are we ever going to get there without me like taking a massive break from the game? And truth be told, like I still jump on Halo more than I jump on Destiny right yeah. now. And Destiny came out two months ago, a month yeah. ago. I don't know. I mean, I just my final thought is like, yeah. yeah, Destiny, and I tweeted it out earlier. Thanks for pointing it out. Destiny two needs a competitor now more than ever. Yeah. Like maybe it's Anthem, maybe it's Fortnite. Who knows what it is? Maybe it's Halo Five. Like, if I don't, don't I, I I genuinely think that 
I don't know. I feel bad saying because I know that this isn't the case. Everyone at Bungie I know works really, really hard, yeah. but yes. they need someone to light a fire under their thing to make them improve. Fine. You can make your point without swearing. <laughs> I'm like, a swear word? <laughs> yes. yes. <And> you just <laughs> Twice. <laughs> anyway. Um, I guess can we leave on a final note? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, just the last thing that Everything I have to say about. is I did a really, really cool interview, which should be live soon. I don't know. Glenn Schofield, a uh, former co-founder of Sledgehammer Games. Uh, well, co-founder of Sledgehammer Games, formerly at Visceral, created Dead Space, yes. really visionary guy. Uh, I was interviewing him about Call of Duty World War II, and we had the most interesting thing that came out of that interview, in my opinion. There's some really awesome stuff in this expert mode, but for me as like a design junkie, the most interesting thing was we stopped talking, and we were talking about the monumental bar you have to hit with AAA just to get in the door. 2017. Yeah. The, the yeah. visuals, the fidelity, um Everything that goes into just making the core experience before even making it interesting, uh, that is what I think we're seeing with Destiny. This no. is something that Bungie has to deal with that somebody sitting in their basement making the next Minecraft does not. They can do whatever they want. Yeah. And they're mm-hmm. going to make something truly inspirational and interesting. Um, this week it happens to be getting over it, with, uh, which is a really weird game. You'll know about <laughs> it next week. It's super crazy. But uh, that is the direction that gaming is going is understanding what your experience is and is it valuable. And I can tell you right now that Destiny has a very valuable core experience. Sure. And the core experience for me is strikes and raids. It's this group PvE content in a shooter capacity with PvP on the side. That's great. And I think they really need to focus in on that content and make me want to play it. Uh, and move forward, and I guarantee you, I can't get that experience anywhere else right now in gaming. I will play it. Yep. So just that's my advice. Move forward with that. CJ? Last thing really quick. Uh, Marty Sleva said a comment once. He's like, you know, regardless of how g- good a game is or bad a game is, to call the developers lazy is – he's just said, like, I can't do it. And I yeah. will say that about Bungie. Like, I don't think anybody's lazy. And we think about when we do. It's like most often than not when things are going well is when people are least lazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're working really hard to fix something. The problem is the perception is that it is. That's a challenge for Bungie. Like, mm-hmm. they got to figure it out. And then I just want a sniper. I just want a sniper. <laughs> That's all. I, I like a sniper and a fusion rifle. I want to <clears throat> destroy the people who are hitting me in the face with Mida. Give me a sniper. Yeah. That's it. Like, bring some of that gameplay back. Mm-hmm. Definitely. All right. Sorry that this was a bit of a downer episode. I think the community is just kind of feeling really let down by Christopher Cyrus right now. We'll see if that changes next week. Thank you so much for joining us today. And until next time, Guardians, Guardians out. out. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.